0: You're listening to the audio podcast of the Weekly Message preached at Central United Methodist Church. We're located in the Ballston neighborhood of Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to worship with us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit us on the web at cumcballston.org. There you can learn more about our congregation, where we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Good morning. Good morning. Ezekiel, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. Romans. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father we too may live a new life for if we have been united with him in death like his we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with and that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we died with Christ we believe that we will also live with him for we know that since Christ was raised from the dead he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. The word of God for the people of God.
1: Please pray with me. Almighty God, Cleanse my heart, my lips, and my mind as you cleanse the lips of your prophet Isaiah with the burning coal, that I may preach your good news, not mine, and that your people will hear your true gospel in spite of my faults. Amen. Today's readings tell us some important things about our baptism. From Ezekiel, we hear about water being cleaned and about a new heart, a heart of flesh, replacing a heart of stone. We hear about God's Spirit coming within us and a promise that God will be our God. And from Paul we learn that being baptized means being baptized into Christ's death as well as his life, being raised in his glory and of being united with Christ. Now in a few moments those of us who have been baptized will have the opportunity to renew and remember our baptism and That's why the font's here, and Pastor Sarah and I will bless the water and pour it. And as you come to communion, those of you who've been baptized can bless yourself or play with the water, feel the water. Those of you who haven't been baptized, at that time, please come forward, of course, and consider consider baptism and come to talk to Sarah or myself about that. Baptism is one of the two sacraments that we as Methodists claim from Jesus Christ. The other that we'll also celebrate this morning is communion. That's why we've got the picture up there. Communion and baptism. Because the two are intimately related. They go together. There are two questions. Why do we have two sacraments and only two? And what is a sacrament? Why is it that important? the answers to both questions is really the same. Both sacraments together are intimately related through the ministry, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Sacraments. They're special gifts as a means of receiving God's grace. God's grace comes to us through the Holy Spirit. And the grace coming to us in the sacraments makes the sacrament a means to life, not ends in themselves. In baptism, in the baptism ritual, in our hymnal, you will read and you will hear the words, Come Holy Spirit. And you'll hear the exact same words in our communion. Come Holy Spirit. For it's by the Spirit that we have the power of the grace through sacraments. In baptism we call upon the Holy Spirit to come to the waters and through them to us. And in communion, we call upon the Holy Spirit to bring that bread and cup into the body and blood of Jesus Christ and into us. A sacrament was instituted by Christ. I remember memorizing that in the old catechism classes and the denomination I was raised in. What is a sacrament? And I forget all the exact words, but it was instituted by Christ was one of them. What does that mean? it means that Jesus Christ participated in them and Jesus Christ told us to do them. Jesus Christ gave us the gift of baptism through his own baptism and in the Great Commission in Matthew he said go and baptize the whole world to transform it. Jesus certainly participated in communion. He instituted communion and he told us to do it to remember him. Sacraments are open to everyone. These two sacraments welcome everyone. Everyone and anyone can come forward to be baptized. And our table is an open one. Anyone, everyone can come forward for communion. Sacraments are using common everyday elements to bring us this grace. Baptism, it's water. With communion, it's bread and wine or the grape, the juice that we have. But these common everyday elements are changed utterly by the grace of God. And you'll hear that in the words that Pastor Sarah says when she conducts a baptism and today in communion. Sacraments are essential to living a Christian life. We're made Christians by baptism and we sustain ourselves in communion. And these sacraments are relational. They have to be done in a community. Methodist, we Well, then we have a baptism. It's within the context of our worship because the community participates. In baptism, we welcome someone into our Christian community and the community pledges itself to help them grow. Communion is community. It's in its name, but it's also when we gather together to break bread together. Now, I, as a deacon, and Laity can do it too. We will extend the table. I will bring communion to those who can't be with us this morning. But I'm doing that as part of our service. I don't do it next week or next Sunday because we are in community. Baptism is our initiating sacrament. Rowan Williams, the former Archbishop of Canterbury, says that to be baptized in Jesus Christ is not to be in a safe place. Theodore Ryan puts it this way. Baptism is not a status. It's a calling. With baptism, we follow Jesus Christ in his human role. Jesus' baptism was very public and very much through the Holy Spirit. So too do we baptize. That's why we have baptism in the community. That's why we call down the Holy Spirit. That's why we welcome in the name of the Holy Spirit. And that's why we encourage the baptism of infants. You see, while we participate in the act of baptizing, we see the sign. It's the pouring of the water. Pouring of water is elemental in sacrament, in the sacrament of baptism. Water was throughout Scripture seen as something really important, not just for cleansing, but for transformation. Those first waters of chaos, and the Spirit spoke over them, Genesis. The waters that cleansed the earth of evil and that saved Noah. The waters of Exodus that parted to let the people go from slavery to freedom. The waters of the Jordan that also parted to let the people of Israel into a new land and a new life. John the Baptist used water to change people. One of the neat parts of John the Baptist's testimonies is the part where people come to him and say, how can we be changed? And he has something to say to the tax collectors and to the soldiers and the people to change their lives. Baptism is to change us. And with Jesus' baptism, he began his ministry. His ministry of healing, his ministry of prayer, his ministry of bringing God's kingdom to the people. We too, when we are baptized, go through the transition to be a member of God's family and to start our ministry. Transition through the grace of God is at work through baptism. In baptism our status is changed forever. We're recognized as a child of God. And as Paul and Ezekiel tell us in today's readings, we die in Christ, we're glorified in Christ, and we rise in a new creation baptisms a ritual through which we are washed cleansed and recreated in the Old Testament the child was circumcised on the eighth day Jesus Christ was circumcised that was the mark of God's covenant under the Hebrew Testament the Old Testament we call it baptism is our circumcision we're marked by the new covenant as children of God. That's why we baptize children. It's God at work in baptism, not us. We receive the grace. It's God who does the transforming. And also, that's why we're only baptized once. If we're in a covenant with God, then that means we make a promise to God, which I'll tell you for myself, I break. But God doesn't break his promises. He holds his covenant. So we're baptized only once. When I joined the Methodist Church, I had already been baptized. I baptized as an infant in the Roman Catholic denomination. That counted. So I became a member and my baptism was recognized. We only do it once. In short, baptism is not a status. It's a calling. We're called Jesus' ministry. But that's only the beginning of our Christian life. We need help to be Christians. We need prayer. We need grace. We need scripture. We need each other. And we need communion. If baptism is the sacrament in which God calls us to be his daughters and sons, then communion is the sacrament in which Jesus tells us he wants our company. In communion, we're all invited to God's table, in turn, inviting Christ into us and that Christ welcomes everyone. And we can do this because Christ first invited us. In our communion ritual, we have the great Thanksgiving where we give thanks for that invitation and in which we, in turn, invite the Holy Spirit to act. Today, following the hymnal, listen and we feast at his heavenly banquet. That's the prayer we offer up, Pastor Sarah offers up on our behalf. Communion makes no sense without the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our communion service always begins with the fact of the Last Supper. On the night in which he gave himself up, you'll hear those words, Sometimes you may hear the word on the night in which he was betrayed. It includes the cup with which Jesus the Christ was inaugurating the new covenant, a covenant of his blood. And in that Last Supper and in our communion today, we give thanks as he gave thanks. Using the worldly elements of bread and wine, and breaking that bread and sharing that cup Jesus gives himself. And we are here to receive that. We're invited to receive that. When we share in his communion we truly remember his acts and we celebrate that eternal gift just like he did. We celebrate a transforming spirit of generosity and love. And more than that we partake in his saving victory. He did this just before he entered a new ministry of dying for us, of rising for us, and of promising to come again. And we participate as the community in the body of Christ. It's open to everyone. And it's open to me. But it's also open to that jerk who cut me off. The Last Supper, Judas was invited. And Judas broke bread. And Jesus knew that. Everyone is invited to the table. Communion changes how we see the world. Baptism changes how we are in the world. We're transformed. We become part of God's family, his beloved daughters and sons. We become in mission. How we are changed by communion to change the world, there's that radical hospitality. It doesn't matter who or what I am, Communion's not a reward for good behavior. Communion is what we have and need because we starve from our own self-centeredness. Bishop Rowan, again, we take communion not because we're doing well, but because we're doing badly. In communion, we celebrate the eternal gift and the eternal giver. We celebrate the opportunity to be transformed by the Spirit into a people of generosity. And it's a foretaste Of what will happen and will come when all have God's generosity when that new kingdom is here fully. And with communion we're sent into the world. We're sent into the world to transform it by bringing the presence of Jesus Christ through our presence into the world. We as followers of Christ take his ministry to speak truth to power and injustice to bring healing and to bring God's new kingdom. So, putting it together. With baptism and communion, we are invited, we partake, we are transformed, and we are sent. And we involve ourselves deeply in following Jesus in his life and his work. Does this sound familiar? We're invited, we partake, we're transformed, we are sent. It's the backbone of our worship as Christians. As with Jesus, the one that we as Christians claim to follow, we begin our ministry with a covenant of baptism. And we're transformed through and by the Holy Spirit. We die and rise with Christ in a new life. And we continue that ministry sustained by communion, remembering the invitation and the faith, hope, and love given to everyone by his death and resurrection. You may not believe all of what I said. It may not make much sense to you. But you cannot reason with a sacrament. You can only wonder at it. Wonder at how through water God can clean us and give us a new heart and a new spirit to be God's people. And how baptizing us in death and in life we are united with him. And how through these simple elements of bread and the cup we can be sustained and given strength. How we can be under grace and not under law. How through these sacraments by the Holy Spirit we can be at once motivated to act and given the capacity to act, not in sin but in spite of sin, through grace to follow God, to follow Christ in transforming the New Kingdom work. Sacraments are what we do as Christians with each other, for each other, and for the world. So let us prepare ourselves to renew our baptism, remember our baptism, and to partake of communion, and then to go and bring that out into the world. Amen.